smartcast.com This is the morning brief from the Economic Times produced in collaboration with avas.com Concerns over fake news, financial fraud, terrorism and the lack of an oversight body like the Press Council of India for the digital news media These were some of the justifications Union Ministers Ravi Shankar Prasad and Prakash Javdekar gave on Thursday evening before they announced the new rules for social media intermediaries like Google, OTT platforms like Netflix and digital news media. While the ministers called these rules quote unquote a soft touch oversight mechanism, multiple concerns have been raised about some of the provisions by media organizations, lawyers and civil society activists. What exactly are some of these contentious provisions should users and consumers worry and what are the wider implications of the rules these are some of the questions we'll be thrashing out in today's episode from the economic times i'm indulekha arvind and you're listening to the morning brief she was all of 21 years old when she began her first legal fight to uphold the right to free speech when she successfully challenged section 66a of the it act to the supreme court as a petitioner shreya singhal that petitioner is today an advocate and also a first guest shreya thank you for joining us thank you so much for having me we also have with us mr hitesh jain a veteran lawyer and managing partner of parinam law associates and vice president of the maharashtra bjp as well as shobik chakrabarti associate executive editor of the economic times hitesh shobik good morning and thank you for being with us today good morning indulekha good morning indu shreya let me start with you first you're someone who's fought for the right to free speech What are some of the biggest concerns that arise about the new rules to regulate digital news media and social media intermediaries that were notified last week? I think uh, you know the main my main concerns with the rules is firstly this use of soft touch to define rules which are extensive and exhaustive and all pervasive. These rules in fact have are an interdict on our right to freedom of speech and expression. privacy and autonomy on the internet and the fact that the government has their um their another uh, reasoning for uh, you know for having these rules is that oh we need to regulate it however these rules are in pursuance of um certain sections which are there in the it act and you know not to forget that you already have the provisions in the it act after the 2009 amendment as well as the indian penal code which are more than enough to deal with this now getting these types of guidelines and you know an ethics code is i think over and above and it is an overreach because you are now the mechanism to uh, decide and regulate the internet is going to be done by a bureaucrat there is no judicial intervention in the committees that are being set up as under this uh, under these new rules so i think it's very very concerning Hitesh Shreya just mentioned that the rules are all pervasive. Now, one of the motors of the BJP government when it came to power was minimum government, maximum governance. Aren't these new rules, in fact, an increase of the powers and an intrusion on the right to free speech, expression, creativity, 
and even the right to privacy you know it is fashionable to criticize any regulations purely on the platitude oh this is a in- infringement on the freedom of speech and all people have to draw a distinction between the freedom of speech that is practiced in america and in india in india the position is different we do not have a absolute freedom of speech and expression it is subject to a reasonable restriction under article 192 having said that let me come to the provisions of the digital media ethics code now one can say this is ethics code but what is the ethics code for example when it comes to the ott now we witness a paradigm shift from censorship to classification all along the content creators and the producers and the directors of the content always said we do not want censorship there is a classification so basically when you look at the schedule there are the guidelines as to how you should classify when it is violence what should be the classification when it is nudity what should be the classification when it is a drugs what should be classification so no content creator is told that you should make a content b content c content he can make whatever content he wants to make provided he classifies the content now coming to the digital media people are they being told that you should only publish a certain uh, same uh, regulated content no what they have been told that you have to follow a content now for example press council of india is the co- rule that is to be followed or cable tv network act now merely because the medium is internet how do you differentiate uh, that uh, for internet uh, uh, if the medium is a internet then the press council act guidelines will not apply and for the normal media is concerned press council guidelines will apply and if you will look at the rules also there has been a carefully uh, exclusion for example uh, uh, like the e replica of the newspapers all those things have been excluded user generated content has been excluded the bloggers can write their own bit the people who are uh, using the social media platform they are not regulated so basically i think when the criticism of freedom of free speech and all shreya is confusing this this is not a 66a moment these are the rules that provides as to how people can function what are the basic guidelines of ott and therefore according to me uh, i think this is a watershed uh, moment for india we are uh, uh, witnessing a paradigm shift we are moving from a censorship to classification and from a regulation to self regulation shreya uh, how would you like to respond to that uh, in terms of could you give at least those listeners who might not be familiar with the new rules a couple of examples of how exactly these are an infringement or these might be considered an infringement on the right to a free press the right to free speech etc yeah sure one thing i just wanted to respond also to mr jain was that you know so if it's self regulation then why do you need rules it's as simple as that then the people can regulate themselves you don't need rules if it is a self regulation mechanism so i just you know that itself is antithetical to what the rules are and i'll give you a, one of the biggest examples is that you know where they are asking for your information to be kept and this is not just of the intermediary yeah the intermediary has to give your information should an order be passed to store it for 180 days without your permission nothing anyone can file a complaint with the competent authority and that complaint will be actioned within 24 hours the language of these rules as to what constitutes an objectionable material on the internet is so subjective that even what we are discussing on zoom it has consequences there will we be allowed to do this freely that is the question to be asked and the judicial order they have also passed they have also framed these rules under section 69 now section 69 of the it act is under challenge in fact i am one of the petitioners there who have challenged the constitutional validity of that 
you are going to enforce that when there is already a constitutional challenge pending they have another classification for a significant social media intermediary so say something that has a higher that has more users so a facebook or a twitter now a significant uh, social media intermediary shall endeavor to deploy technology based measures including automated tools or other mechanisms to proactively identify information now what is this this is essentially the government putting an interdict and it is not a bjp versus congress because at the end of the day section 66a was also introduced by the congress so i'm not getting into a political discourse in that to that extent this will these rules will be used regardless of who is in power unfortunately to stifle free speech and to stifle dissent that is critical of any government so i think that these types of automated tools by giving the legitimacy to it is unfortunate in the absence of when we don't have any type of personal uh, protection data protection bill which is still pending for the last 2 years and this you don't have any kind of parliamentary discussion on this you pass it after uh, the session is closed and you know in the last year we've had only 70 days of parliament so what is the common man to think that jo bhi hota hai waisi karna hai Shreya, you've spoken in at length about social media intermediaries. I'd also like to double down a bit on the rules on digital news media. Shabik, some of the more worrying aspects that have been raised is that you know, for one, uh, digital news media platforms will now be considered on a, on a par with social media intermediaries, and also that bureaucrats. will now have the right to block content or order it to be taken down through this oversight mechanism what does this mean and what are the implications of this for the media in india straight off i think the implications for media are extremely worrisome uh, hitesh made the point about uh, self regulation uh, in media that is not the case just think back up until the new rules happened the press council and the broadcast authority had the regulatory oversight on print and broadcast digital could have been covered under both as hitesh says but what has the government done a it has created what it chooses to call a self regulatory mechanism but that is not self regulation if you read the rules carefully it says that there'll be a judge and competent experts there'll be advisories from the government on who these competent experts are so if the government is going to have a role in selecting the body which the industry will pick then it is not self regulatory body a and b which is unprecedented in 75 years of india's independence is that six or seven bureaucrats from different ministries will be the supreme authority in deciding whether a reporter or an editor or a desk has got it wrong i've been in journalism for 20 plus years frankly i never thought you know one will see the day this is absolutely completely antithetical to any basic concept of media freedom you should apply press council rules to digital media of course you should apply the rules that govern broadcast uh, news of course of course you should if a newspaper gets it wrong the newspaper has to suffer of course same for a digital news media website but why would we have defense secretary external affairs secretary women and child affairs secretary and a bunch of other secretaries sitting up one morning and says okay so this web news website got this wrong take down the content you have sent it to us bam i do not see how this is con- in consonance with any definition of media freedom at all in the other point is that ott platforms were consulted extensively 
I'm not getting into the OTT question right now, whether it will work or not. Sure. But there was not a single consultation, not a single approach to digital news media. None, right? So digital me- news media essentially woke up and found that they were under the ambit of new rules, which absolutely no one had told them about. That is, in fact, a very concerning aspect. Hitesh, could you respond to a couple of those points? One, what was the rationale behind uh, bringing news media platforms under the provisions of the IT Act, like social media intermediaries? And going back to a point that Shreya had mentioned, why were these changes not brought about through an act of parliament? Okay, let me respond. Uh, Shreya mentioned that blocking rules are under challenge and therefore you cannot formulate the rules. In her own case, uh, when the Supreme Court gave the judgment, Justice Nariman has upheld the validity of blocking rules under 69A and intermediary guidelines framed under Section 79. And the Supreme Court clearly said that they are the narrowly uh, laid down provisions with sufficient safeguards. So validity of blocking rules and the validity of intermediary guidelines are concerned. They have been upheld. Now, that is point number one. Now, coming to the digital media, uh, the apprehensions which has been expressed by Shobik. First, you have to understand what is the code of conduct. And second, you have to understand how it is going to be regulated. As I mentioned, what as far as the code of conduct is concerned, there is a clearly a level playing field that has been provided. For example, what is applicable to the online, uh, uh, to the regular newspaper or the regular cable TV act and everything, the same Press Council of India Act or the Cable TV uh, Television Network Act is going to be applicable to digital media. So nothing new of anything sort is introduced. Already these regulations are tied, tried, tested and tested over a period of time. So only those are going to be applicable. There is going to be no new regulation that is going to happen. As regards self-regulations are concerned, there are self-regulations comes at three levels. One self-regulation comes at the level of the publisher itself. Second self-regulation comes where the body has to be formed by the publisher themselves. There is no dictate that the government, uh, the provisions are very clear and I don't see any dictate in the provision which says that the government is going to interfere for the constitution of the body. As far as the oversight mechanism comes, they come at the third level. That also when the two levels fell, then the oversight mechanism come. They cannot just oversight mechanism is also a narrowly laid down provision with the sufficient safeguards. And it is not something that someone can wake up and say suddenly, oh, you remove the content. Because at the end of the day, if the, if the authorities can do what they want to do, but at the end of the day, we have the rule of law in this country. And I'm sure the authorities are aware that the high court and the Supreme Courts of this country is concerned when it comes to the freedom of press is concerned, they're not going to take down uh, lightly if they try to impose any dictat or try to block the news content. Third point, I want to make a very important point and you must know, and this is a very relevant point I'm going to make. Issues like, for example, like there is a clear uh, uh, foreign investments are concerned, there are restrictions, but digital media platforms are concerned, they have taken 100% of foreign direct investment, the kind of revenue, kind of places from where they are coming, the menace of fake news, the and the problem of fake news, which can create uh, uh, problems of uh, multiple problems in country like India. So at the end of the day, I mean, when you look at the regulations in concern, I mean, this is an evolving area. And you cannot sit and say that, you know, I mean, uh, uh, you for every evolving area, you start framing an act and all. If you look at the overall provisions of the Information Technology Act, there are sufficient provisions for uh, which gives the uh, uh, which give uh, which uh, enables the framework of such uh, uh, regulations and the rules. And uh, it does uh, p- permit uh, this permissible framework of regulation. Indu, I'd like to respond. I'll take the last one first, where I sort of agree with Hitesh, that of course, there should be more 
information on who are the people behind the digital news media. Of course, I agree. If you want to know who runs Times of India, who the editors are, who the publishers are, what is the company, you know, there is an RNI Act. Similar, similar information sharing should be mandatory for uh, digital news media. Uh, three, three people simply can't say that we are, uh, you know, we are press and give us press freedom. Of course not. I agree with Hitesh. Two, on self-regulation, Hitesh, uh, Hitesh is a lawyer, I am not, but I read the act for my sins very carefully, the rules rather. If you read the rules very carefully, Hitesh, it is not very certain that the government will not have a say when the self-regulatory body is set up. The wording isn't very certain, right? Um, I'll be happy to be wrong. But uh, we read the rules very carefully on the day the ministers had a press conference. It didn't seem like that. Third, the oversight body, Hitesh is saying that it will only, only intervene once in a while. But that's not the point. The oversight body has been given the right to hold Suomoto hearings. Let me give an example. Let's say there is Chinese aggression in Ladakh again. There are reporters on ground. The reporter's perspective differs from what the army says. Happens all the time. The reporter's perspective, um, the editor asks for the reporter's story. They reach out to the army. Army gives a statement which doesn't agree with the reporter's story. The editors of that digital news media website takes the call that we will run the story with what our reporter is saying, who has been you know, thoroughly checked, and we will give the army's response the prominence it deserves. Right, which is, this is, I'm basically describing standard newsroom operation. Next day, somebody finds this story to not be in India's national security interest, right? So the he or she files a complaint or the defense secretary finds this story troubling. The defense secretary can move the oversight committee and say that let's have a hearing on this or this oversight committee can move on anyone's, anyone's complaint. And then the process will follow for the takedown of the story. This is what I'm saying. We have been a democracy for 75 years and a, a volatile, contentious democracy, and we have survived without a committee of bureaucrats deciding on what is right and what is wrong in a newspaper or in a news television or in a news website. I simply cannot believe or agree with Hitesh or anyone that this, is, this was a required layer of regulation. If there's an outrage in digital media, Go to the court and if the court decides then the content will be taken down or the editors or who are publishers will be punished. Why do you need an oversight committee? Indu, if I can just respond to Sobik. Recently, uh, the Bombay High Court was considering the coverage in the Sushant Singh. Incidentally, Times Now was also one of the party who was made a respondent. And there the Bombay High Court said that the self-regulation by the broadcaster association is not sufficient. The government has to use the, they, they said there was a failure of user of oversight mechanism, which was provided under the Cable Television Network Act. So it was the court who basically said that, you know, when the media was trying to over-exercise the freedom or in the exercise of freedom of press, when they were uh, serving out, uh, when they were dishing out all sorts of news, they said the government was found lacking and the government did not take necessary steps to uh, stop. I don't think there is something new that has been introduced. And uh, I think we are mindful of the fact that you're not going to see such a suomoto exercise at time and again, because the government is also aware that if they are going to use this, then uh, you are going to fail the regulations. I, at the end of the day, nobody wants the regulations to fail. People want the regulations to succeed. And for the regulations to succeed, uh, this is a power which is there, but it has to be used.
sparingly and in 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 exceptional circumstances which is how the the regulations read and they are very narrowly laid down provisions according to me with sufficient safeguards hitesh uh- personally speaking as a journalist i have to admit that those reassurances are not very reassuring but uh, shreya to come back to you will the new regulations in fact withstand judicial scrutiny i hope not i sincerely hope not because the fact is that there's a lot of things which are getting confused in these uh, regulations you know with respect to ott um platforms and you know uh, where you're talking of netflix and uh, amazon prime or hotstar or whatever those things i feel that you know there's a lot of user um, it, it's user driven so at the end of the day if you don't like something just don't watch it and there are already classifications there if you see anything on netflix or hotstar it will say 16 plus nudity bad language drug use alcohol abuse you know so it's not that this is not already there so that's one aspect with respect to the media the thing is that if if it's so easy as to just simply apply the press um, council rules or the broadcasting rules to the internet then why didn't that happen why have you got a 25 page booklet of rules you know so i it's very anti it, it, it's it's uh, it, on one hand you know the government wants to say that these are very very much required it is for fake news but fake news is one thing and fake news is unfortunately fringe elements that do it but that doesn't mean that those because you want to try to curb the fringe elements you will simply put almost a gag on all of it so no one can say anything that's why you won't have fake news that is the effect of these rules Did you expect the social media intermediaries to challenge these legally as well? Because one of the provisions is, of course, to it would involve, if implemented, breaking end-to-end encryption, which globally these companies have uh, resisted strongly. Do you think we'll see a legal challenge on this as well by the platforms? There might be, because if you see the easiest example, I mean, that's not a social media uh, intermediary, but it was Apple. in the san bernardino uh, trial where after the boston bombings they recovered an iphone and uh, you know apple said sorry we can't decrypt it there is you know a certain sanctity to it we can't decrypt it you have to figure out how to decrypt it so taking that as an example here in india you know your whatsapp chats say for a client uh, and doctor or client and advocate privilege what goes to that we prefer to talk on whatsapp because we are giving confidential advice to our clients and uh, you know and maybe people and people want privacy they have a right to privacy they don't need big brother snooping in all the time on everything that a person is doing i have a slightly more uh, i don't know maybe wrong but slightly more cynical view on this i think on privacy uh, we all accept that uh, our emails are potentially can be read by any of the standard state authorities right there is zero privacy in emails none none whatsoever right same in sms exchanges same in phone conversations so i think it was inevitable that a modern nation state and this is not just india a modern nation state would not want an information channel that that is completely dark to it um there there are philosophical questions here etc but i think i think realistically speaking uh, the abuse of the whatsapp and whatsapp like platforms has been so extensive 
that, you know, even as a journalist, I personally would think that some form of traceability is, I would be with the government on this. I mean, if it is abused, it's a different thing. The idea is not to snoop. The idea is to know from where the information is originated. That is relevant. So there is a technical thing here, Hitesh, yeah. which is that what the government was saying is that what they would want in some cases, they will want the metadata. Yes. Right. There will be in the metadata which will identify the, as it were, the alleged perpetrator, not necessarily chat histories. So this is a test case. We'll have to see the real issue. I think this we should worry even intelligent and thinking BJP leaders like Hitesh should also worry about the oversight committee, the experience of India about bureaucrats regulating any kind of intellectual creative content has been horrible. Shavik, I can only assure you as far as the oversight mechanism is concerned, it's a very, again, I'm repeating, it's a narrowly drawn provision with sufficient safeguards. And I'm sure when you will see the rules for functioning, you will not have such complaints. Like when we have the debate after six months, perhaps you won't have such complaints. Perhaps we won't have such debate after six months. <laughs> and uh, in fact, my final question was, to return to the digital news media, Shabik, what would be a better way to regulate? It's very simple, Hindu. It's very simple. Uh, apply press council rules, right? And apply broadcast news rules to digital media with exactly the same severity uh, and legal backing as it applies to newspapers and television news. Of course, they should be. Second, you cannot require all digital news media to register as digital news media. Their owners, their investors, their staffers should be public knowledge. Why would you need a third and a fourth layer of regulation? Absolutely. I feel that uh, Hitesh might want to add to it, but I'm going to use my privilege as the host and uh, mainly because we have absolutely run out of time. Um, Hitesh, Shabik, uh, Shreya, thank you so much for joining us for this discussion today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The government appears keen to emphasize that the Information Technology Intermediary Guidelines and Digital Media Ethics Code Rules 2021, as the new rules are called, are in fact all about self-regulation and the digital news media has nothing to worry about. But unfortunately, a careful reading of the rules does not give any such assurance. The worry is that rather than a soft touch, these are norms that civil society activists say go against the spirit of a liberal democracy. The debate, as you just heard for yourself, is contentious, and it's likely that some aspects of the rules will be challenged in court in the days to come. You've been listening to The Morning Brief from The Economic Times, and I'm Indulekha Aravind. This episode was edited by John Chako and coordinated by Bhavya Dilip Kumar. We'd love to hear what you thought about this and other episodes, so do write in with comments, suggestions to the morning brief at timesgroup.com and share the episode on social media if you enjoyed it. The morning brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Avas.com 